Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for May 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in Put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you had a fantastic weekend full of God, family, and country. It's a beautiful day. Grateful to be alive. As you know, Liberty Roundtable Live is six days a week, two hours a day. We're truth-telling every single day on your radio. Saturday was no exception. Of course, we had our buddy on from Saturday's broadcast, Chris Carlson. He says, without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Amen to that. And that's how we started the broadcast. We talked about a book review, or we did a book review, I should say. Behind the curtain, inside the network of progressive billionaires and their campaign to undermine democracy books by jeff reynolds uh the only thing i disagree with is they're trying to promote democracy not undermine democracy they're trying to undermine our constitutional republic and they act like because we're jettisoning democracy we're in trouble we've never had a democracy we are not a democracy and we need to make sure we never become a democracy ladies and gentlemen However, he talks about in this book some incredible topics that I think are worthy of review, review or revisiting for sure if you don't know about them. If you, do know about, or if you do know about them, if you don't know about them, then it's high time you learn, right? These donors and these foundations that they put together operate under a different set of rules, ladies and gentlemen. When you have what they call a pliable morality is the term he uses. They say the ends justify the means. More than anything else, that's the lesson of this book, ladies and gentlemen. Whatever it takes to push their agenda forward, morality in this case means achieving those policy goals no matter what, Jeff says. Uh, And really, it's true. Have you heard of the Billionaires Club? What about the Giving Pledge? The Billionaires Club is a group created to really change the outcome of Americans thought processes beliefs understanding etc and the giving pledge is what these huge billionaires take they'll give half of their money to charity as the pledge the problem is along with the pledge in addition to giving half your money to charity sounds like a good idea at first until you understand what their goals of charity really are okay David Brock is one of the leaders he's a lifetime Democratic operative And he is also the founder of a group called Democracy Alliance, an umbrella group for many other what I would call subversive organizations. All right. So they use these 501c3 nonprofits, et cetera, 
these nonprofit organizations because it's really hard to trace money when you match a for-profit with a nonprofit and you can funnel money around and around and around to all these different entities. It's almost impossible to track the money. Well, one of these organizations under this big old umbrella from David Brock and others is called Media Matters for America. They've been attacking me for quite some time, along with any other conservatives. They've created a who's who list saying that we're uh, domestic terrorists, a domestic threat, right-wing extremists, racists, every label they can throw on us. In the meantime, you know what? There's Chinese influence in America going on. More than 330,000 Chinese students attend college in the United States. And the Chinese government coordinates activities for these people. Chris Carlson talked about a person he knew and met at uh, Brigham Young University saying, hey, he brought up China to them. And they said, well, I can't talk about that. All right. Understand what our chambers in the United States highlighted this point. The working class are Democrats. The middle class are Republicans. The upper class are all communists. Yeah. Very scary. In contrast to that statement, Ezra Tapp Benson, former Secretary of Agriculture, stated, quote, we have consistently warned our people against the insidious nature of communism, which debases the individual, robs him of his agency, and makes him an enslaved tool of the state to which he must look for substance and religion. Religion is key there, ladies and gentlemen. These people want to jettison religion in America. They want to jettison morality in America. The two great supports that George Washington points to. Anyway, that was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, the second hour, we talked about Ammon Bundy for Governor Idaho update. We talked about the Idaho primary aftermath. Then we talked about this incredible article, Living with the Far-Right Insurgency in Idaho. Radical GOP faction in open alliance with extremists is seizing power and targeting its opponents with cruelty. Some wonder now, is it even time to leave? Kim Raff of the Huffington Post wrote this article. And uh, wow, it's a doozy. It attacks us relentlessly without evidence. Without, it just absolutely puts us all into one great hole. You take true racist, true Nazi, true uh, white pride, whatever you want to call them, and merges those with the average Republican in a very deceptive, dishonest, manipulative way. Incredible article. Listen to Saturday's second hour for the absolute breakdown of how dishonest and immoral and, uh, and unfair putting everybody into one huge great hole. Extreme, true white supremacist Nazis merged with the average Joe Republican as if they're all really the same thing. And as if they're a threat to the great state of Idaho. Um, wow. The, the liberals are just running around in fear because the extreme, hostile, cruel, um, all you know in one bag conservatives. It, it, it's an article that's amazing. They are learning to wordsmith and take the cake. Every article they write tops the last one of how wordsmithed and manipulated and abusive and dishonest and immoral. It really is. Peddled to the media as if it's truth. Shame on them and their disinformation campaign. Uh, we agree they have the right to say and think what they want, but so do we. And I'm telling you right now, it borders on libel and slander and criminal activity against many people mentioned. I'll tell you that right now. 
That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. All right, that's a recap of Saturday's show, still available at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. Without further ado, Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org. Welcome back, sir. Oh, thanks for having me back, Sam. Good to be here. Any comment on anything so far? <laughs> I, I uh, happened to read a bunch of, of Carrie Lake material last night that I hadn't known she was running for governor in Arizona, but I am sure encouraged by what I see from there. Well, we should but, pray yeah, for it, but with the vote but, fraud, I'm not so sure, sir. Yeah, I know, but but relating to what you just said, you know, I... Uh, I, I, I no 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 comment. You do such a great job with the show, Sam, and a uh, great idea to recap, bring our listeners up to speed. Um, it's just wonderful. Good job. Yeah, we do that every day. The recap because it really helps people kind of understand, you know, what went on before. If you miss a show, you get kind of caught up. If you need a short something to share with a friend, you've got it. If you, it helps with the show notes. If you read the show notes and listen to the recaps. I know people don't have, you know, two hours a day to listen to everybody all the time. And, you know, we try to do our best to make it um, usable in whatever form makes the most sense. Speaking of that, why did Rand Paul delay Washington's $40 billion Ukraine deal? Uh, the mainstream press, in my opinion, attacked Rand as if he was somehow just some obstructionist or some belligerence, not really with the party. Uh, it couldn't be more wrong, Lowell. Well, he said this, Sam, my oath of office is to, is to the national security of the United States of America. We cannot save Ukraine by dooming the U.S. economy. He went on to point out, Sam, that the U.S. has spent nearly as much on Ukraine's military as the entire military budget of Russia, and that the U.S. government has spent more military money to Ukraine than it spent in the entire first year of the U.S. war in Afghanistan. <laughs> it's uh, quite amazing just in what has it been what three months I guess so far and yet we've spent more money there than the entire first year of, of, of war in Afghanistan and you really got to well, ask the question every time we throw more money in what have we accomplished Lowell yeah yeah you really have to do and and uh, and of course this gets down to the point of of where that money went and how how it was, you know, was going to be spent. I mean, the only thing Rand wanted to do uh, after having been accused by Schumer, who is furious at Paul, by the way, accusing him of preventing swift passage of the bill for Ukraine aid because he wants to add at the last minute his own changes directly into the bill. You want to know what Rand Paul wanted to add to the bill? Oversight, period. Plain and simple, just oversight. He wanted the inspector general to oversee how the funds are spent. Imagine so Paul, transparency right? and accountability, Lowell. <laughs> Imagine what that. An enemy, what an enemy Rand is, wanting transparency and accountability. See, shame on Mitch. <laughs> Rand's dad, Ron, he, he writes this. He says he wanted to add a little bit of oversight on the money that Washington has sent to what Transparency International deems one of the most corrupt countries on earth. Is that really too much to ask? Good question, Sam. The question also is who stood with Rand nobly, boldly, independently, and clearly publicly? I don't think there was many, ladies and gentlemen. Liberty Roundtable Live with Lowell Nelson continues in seconds on your radio.
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, a shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. In message one, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him the beast his power. Revelation 13:2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present-day, end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. All right, live and on your radio, baby. Lowell Nelson with me. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. So this is serious, folks. Why are we backing the Ukraine? Why are we spending so much money? Why is Rand Paul an enemy? When all he wants to do is say, hey, if you're going to spend that money, we need accountability and transparency for spending that money. Okay, why did Rand Paul delay Washington's $40 billion Ukraine giveaway. Uh, Mitch McConnell all mad at him. But Rand wisely pointing this out on the House floor. Hey, all I want to do is know where the money's going. All I want to do is create accountability of where it's spent, transparency here. And they literally rioted and pretty much <laughs> tried to run Rand Paul out on a rail, at least in the mainstream press. That's the way it was. It was like Ron is just, you know, man, we just got to end the filibuster because Ron's crazy. I mean, Rand's crazy. Uh, Ron defending Rand wisely to, vet, to defend his son. But why would the United States do this? Why would the United States give a war guarantee to Finland, for example? We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but, Lowell, let's finish up some of the wise questions here. What, what's going on? Well, in the Afghanistan reconstruction, turns out there was an inspector, uh, a special inspector general, who actually did his job and reported on the billions of dollars that were stolen in Afghanistan. So in his final report on the 20-year war in Afghanistan, the inspector general reviewed approximately $63 billion of the total $134 billion that was appropriated to Afghanistan. 
and found that nearly 19 billion of that 63 billion, you know, that they were able to audit, uh, was used to uh, was lost, you know, to waste, fraud, and abuse. Nearly a third of the funds they reviewed, Sam, were outright wasted or stolen by corrupt Afghani officials. Does anyone think it would be any different in Ukraine, which is, you know, said to be more corrupt than even Afghanistan? So Congress doesn't want you doesn't want us to know whether there was any waste, fraud, and abuse, and and worse still, they don't want you to know whether there was there is any waste, fraud, and abuse on this money that they're giving away to to uh, to uh, Ukraine. See, it's not their money, Sam, and it's easy to be generous with someone else's money. So the real the bill, Sam, really should have been named. Uh, Money for Raytheon, Boeing, Lockheed, and Friends Act. That's what it really should have been named because that's what it does. Basically, those uh, big fascist corporations have been cut out of the action for the past four years, right, during the Trump administration because Trump refused to to start any new wars. And so now, now it's time to cash in, Sam. Get on the bus because it's time to cash in. Very little of that. The military. The Military-Industrial Complex Enrichment Act is what it should be called. Exactly right, because very little of that $40 billion will actually get to anybody in the Ukraine. Most of it, it's going to be absorbed by a variety of D.C. lawyers, lobbyists, NGOs, and other well-connected uh, middlemen and uh, part of the military-industrial complex. They're the ones who are benefiting from this $40 billion. And, uh, you know, Rand Paul just wanted us to know, where the money's going, but, you know, he lost the vote. So uh, we're not going to ever know. That, that waste, corruption, fraud, and abuse is going to continue, Sam, unfortunately. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I believe Rand Paul is a hero, but I also asked the question, how many people stood with Rand? I don't really hear a whole lot. I think Mike Lee and others should have doubled down in defense of what Rand had to say, too, but not much on the topic. Speaking of also other international issues why would the u.s give a war guarantee to finland pat buchanan isn't finland um just a tiny country Uh, why are we why are we backing all these unique situations that in my opinion escalate concerns and conflict and the u.s commitment to literally everything warmonger wise lowell great question and it's a question that pat asks in his column he says Finland is a country of five and a half million people with an 830-mile border with Russia. And, um, and basically with this, you know, our inviting Finland into NATO, we're basically obligating, we're going to obligate uh, United States of America to, to a war with Russia if Russia attacks Finland. And so now comes the important question. Right, some of the important questions. He's, Pat Buchanan asks this: What patriot would commit in his own country in perpetuity to go to war on behalf of another country not his own? Why would America surrender to the Finns our freedom of action in deciding whether or not to fight a nuclear-armed Russia? NATO, he says, is not a country club; it is a military alliance. Putin regards as an enemy. Every member of that alliance is obligated to treat an attack on any one of its 30 members as an attack on all. And all are obligated to come to the defense of the nation that is attacked. 
end of quote. I mean, yeah, that's sobering, Sam, to think about that. You know, Biden's statement is similar to the war guarantee that Neville Chamberlain gave to Poland in the spring of 1939, which led to Britain having to declare war on Germany on September 3rd of 1939, just two days after Germany invaded Poland. Well, how did that work out for Britain, right? So, so Buchanan wisely refers to President George Washington's farewell address, wherein he warned his countrymen about permanent alliances. The NATO was formed in 1949. It is a military alliance. It began with the U.S., Canada, and 10 European nations. Well, it ended the Cold War with 16 nations, and now it's odd double that. Now it is 30 countries, 30 nations. Now, six of those nations were added since the Cold War. Um, they, were, they were members of the USSR's Warsaw Pact, right? That's Poland, Czech Republic, Hungary, Slovakia, Bulgaria, and Romania. Those are the six. And three of the newest NATO members, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, are former republics of the Soviet Union. So the last quarter century of NATO's encroachment into Russia's space and onto Russia's front porch, the way Buchanan puts it, has been a leading cause of the worsening relationship between the world's two great nuclear powers, meaning U.S. and Russia. The repeated refusal of Biden and Ukrainian President Zelensky to rule out NATO membership to Ukraine was a primary cause of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Uh, that, that's a direct quote from Buchanan's article right there. Now, of course, this doesn't absolve Putin of culpability, but it should tell us something that, you know, pushing NATO further east is increasing the risks of war with Russia. You know, and, and who's going to support NATO? Do you think these, some of these, these uh, you know, 20 small countries in Europe are going to be the ones who bear the cost and also the blood of, 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 uh, of a war against Russia, uh, or is it going to be the U.S., which has for his years of decades, right, since 1949, been the mainstay of NATO? So brings us to another question from Buchanan. He says this, why, 30 years after the Cold War ended, are we still expanding NATO? Russia does not threaten the United States. As for any threat that it poses to its European neighbors, let them deal with it. Together, NATO Europe is far more populous and economic powerful than Russia and militarily capable of providing for their own defense. Now, Sam, I think he's one of the few that have even brought up the notion that, that Europe could defend itself. Everybody thinks that, that they need support and defense from the United States, but, you know, I think he's right. I think Europe is more, more capable, more economically powerful than Russia is right now. So why I agree with they that. Be able to I, I agree with that fact, but I would kind of say this though: Why do we think we need to come to the aid of everybody? Why do we think we mm-hmm. need to come to the aid? Look, we end up funding both sides half the time. We fund somebody for ten, fifteen, twenty years. Uh, then, before you know it, they're on the opposite side, and we have to fund somebody else to stop them. Uh, look, this military-industrial complex, this unjust war idea, this hegemonist. Hum- hum- a reality that America finds itself in is nothing but disaster, setting us on a course for perpetual war to never end, ladies and gentlemen. The only answer is to look at George Washington's farewell address and realize that these foreign alliances and foreign entanglements are disaster. The only answer forward, ladies and gentlemen, for us at least, is to say let's 
you know what? Stay away from these compromising situations, ladies and gentlemen. Look, what patriot would commit his own country in perpetuity to go to war on behalf of another country not his own? Why would America surrender uh, our defense of freedom of action to decide whether or not to fight a nuclear arms or anybody else? Why would we back these teeny countries and decide that it doesn't matter if they're in trouble, we're, we're obligated by, quote, treaty or whatever you want to say to go to war? NATO was formed in 1949, ladies and gentlemen. It's a military alliance. We should avoid it by the plague. Like the plague, why does it keep expanding, huh? Because the warmongers want that to happen, and we the people don't stop them, that's why. Thank heavens for Rand Paul and transparency. Liberty Roundtable in seconds. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden said during a visit to Japan that American forces would be sent to defend Taiwan if Chinese forces attack the self-governing island. Yes. You are. That's a commitment we made. Southern Baptist Convention leaders mishandled sexual abuse claims and survivors were met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility for the last 22 years. That's according to a new report in Sunday's New York Times. Senator Chris Van Hollen, the Democrat from Maryland, was discharged from the hospital Saturday, a week after he suffered a minor stroke. Disgraced actor Bill Cosby is facing another trial beginning this week in Los Angeles, California, over accusations that he sexually assaulted a teenage girl in the 1970s. Jury selection in the civil case is likely to start Tuesday. Opening arguments are expected to begin June 1st. USA Radio News. Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazingly low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800 630 1490. That's 800 630 1490. Silver Walking Liberty Half Dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800 630 1490. 800 630 1490. Most Americans want President Trump's Title 42 policy to remain in place. More than half of Americans want to keep Title 42 in place. That's according to a new Politico Harvard poll. Data shows 55% want to keep the Trump-era public health policy that blocks legal immigrants from seeking asylum at the border during the pandemic. The Biden administration had plans to lift the restriction on Monday until a federal judge said they could not. The data was split along party lines. Over 80% of Republicans opposed the decision to reverse Title 42. That is Tim Berg reporting. 27 people suffered minor injuries Sunday after a bus crashed and rolled on I-95 north of Baltimore. The crash occurred near Kingsville, Maryland. The vehicle was operated by Megabus and was carrying 47 people. 15 of the 27 people injured were taken to local hospitals. No other vehicles were involved. 
USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org on your radio. We're talking about a bunch of great articles. We talked about why did Rand Paul delay Washington's $40 billion Ukraine giveaway. We talked about why would the U.S. give a war guarantee to Finland, Pat Buchanan. Um, now we got to talk about this, ladies and gentlemen. Baby formula shortage. Hey, Sam, before we jump to a baby yes, shortage uh, in the formula, uh-huh. I, I want to just ask you uh, a real serious question, and that is one posed by some of my colleagues at work, you know, in, in reference, I mean, because I took George Washington's position on the, on the uh, war in Ukraine, you know, and, and people at my work, they were, they were really criticizing Mike Lee for standing with Rand and other nine other senators, or a total of eleven, that voted against that forty billion aid package to Ukraine, and they were saying we and need. And by to the way, God bless Lee. them for doing so. We just need more. Absolutely right. And so I said, well, look, you know, this permanent alliance thing with NATO, it's, it, we're pushing NATO east. It's it's uh, it's, it's put, push, pushing Putin back into a corner, and he's doing the only understandable thing, which is he's trying to to to, to keep some buffer, you know, between him and NATO, and, and they came back and, he, and they said this, they said, look, if we stop the funds, Russia would roll through Ukraine, killing tens of thousands more and displacing millions more, stealing land and resources from the Ukrainian people who have been under Russian subjugation before, and this would embolden Putin to go further. Moldova, Hungary, and next, bringing them, uh, or, or Moldova, Hungary, next, bringing them under Russian control and rebuilding the Iron Curtain. Where would he stop? If we believe in democracy and self-determination, wait, then stop. We, stand- we don't believe in democracy. First of all, would be my first True. statement to these people. And a True. belief in democracy is what gets you to believe this lie. The democracy yeah. belief is that somehow we in America mob rules or the majority rules. That's democracy, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. And that's what you want for the world. What you want to do is gang up with our greater numbers and our greater military might uh, to say that we're the boss. But I got a question yeah. for you. In addition to the fact that we're not a democracy, we're a constitutional republic. What a constitutional republic means is we are governed by morals. And so what gives us authority on the world stage to determine that we can breach the sovereignty of other nations whenever we want to because we believe the cause is just or we believe that democracy requires it. We believe somehow, okay, where does that authority come from is what I would ask your colleagues. Where does that authority come from to push a democracy, which we're not, and then to decide that you're going to breach the sovereignty of other nations all on the idea uh, that you want less death and less destruction? Okay, where does the authority come from for that? So that's the question that I would ask. Then the next question that I would ask is this. Um, We know from life, whatever you want to do, you need to hang around those who do that. If you want to get rich, you want to hang around rich people. If you want to be religious, you want to hang around religious people. Do you believe that more war is going to beget less war? Okay, it's a contradiction in reality. Do you believe that the military-industrial complex, you got to fund? Well, where, where, where does begetting war, promoting war, funding war, engaging in war, uh, leading with war, uh, 
Where does that beget less war? Okay, the whole idea on its face is psychotic when you honestly uh, discuss it. So I would bring that point to them. The next point that I would bring is this. Whether they have authority or not to go around the world and breach the sovereignty of other nations, where do they get the authority to steal my money on their foreign war plans? Where does that authority come from? Is that thou shalt not steal? Or is the cause uh, greater? Does the end justify the means? It doesn't, it doesn't matter if we violate the sovereignty of another nation, Sam. It doesn't matter if we steal from your family wallet, Sam. The end justifies the means. And my response is, or is it just fomenting mo- more war? And then the last question that I would ask is this. What would be a just war versus an unjust war in God's eyes? Now, I don't speak for God, but I do have the scriptures as my guide. And I know this. God, nine times out of ten, says, if you are the aggressor, if you're going into other nations, you're probably wrong. If you are in defense for your wives, your children, your way of life in your own lands, then you may be justified. So we need to look at the justified reasons for war and say, why are we there? If we say, well, hey, you know, across the world, 5,000 plus miles away, whatever, um, you know, this is happening. My response would be, you know what? We're going to get less war, more peace, by setting an example of prosperity and by using our nation as a light on a hill to say, look, we follow the Prince of Peace, we teach of peace. And yes, other nations might get overwhelmed and overrun from time to time. We're sad about that. But I think prayer for peace, teaching them to only be engaged in defensive war when people are violating uh, fundamental liberties uh, and teaching them that, hey, the proper role of government is not to take my money and fund foreign wars with it. The proper role of government is not to breach the sovereignty of other nations. What if other nations decide to breach our sovereignty someday? And what if they believe their cause is just? See, morality is not situational as much as morality is absolute. Now, when it's situational is when we have hard decisions to make. I agree. But we have moral priorities that we must follow. And I submit to you that following the Prince of Peace, leading in the world by example and kindness as a light on a hill uh, is the way to go. And so anyway, hopefully those items might help you articulate the point to these people. Where does the authority come from to steal my money? And where does the authority come from to breach the sovereignty of other nations? And how do you believe doing those things will create less war? Because it doesn't make any sense from a logical point of view whatsoever, Lowell. Yeah, you're exactly right. They're hung up on this notion that we have to stand against the bullies of the world, right? And, of course, that just brought to me, to my mind, the fact that the U.S. is probably the biggest bully on the planet right now. And, but they don't, they don't view the U.S. As, as, a, as a bully. They view the U.S. as a, as a savior to these smaller well, they're countries. They're a bully whenever they steal money from my wallet and I can't fund my family <laughs> and can't buy gas to go on a trip because uh, it's all used in the Ukraine. That's, that's bully to me. Yeah, that's right. They, you know, but but yeah, they say appeasement never worked against bullies, whether that's in the play, on the playground or in the arena of international appeasement, relations. So, appeasement doesn't, but a, but a united front of kindness and leadership and example and transparency and accountability does, though. So you don't appease the bully. You don't give him your lunch money every day. 
but what you do is you walk home from school with a group of people so he doesn't attack one of you. What you do is you make sure that the bully is watched and that you keep an eye on that bully and make sure that, hey, you know where that bully is at all times and what they're doing. You bring transparency to it by letting teachers and others know where they can keep an eye out. And okay, We can do these things around the world peacefully. Uh, look, if you look at the supreme law of the land and the Constitution, there's a lot of ways to go about containing nations or dealing with other nations without going to full-scale war, Lowell. Yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate your insights on that, Sam, and I'll uh... – I'll be talking to my colleagues some more about it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about baby formula. I know it sounds like a complete switch of gears, but let's do it. Lol? Yeah, I'm here. Go ahead, baby formula, sir. Oh, yeah, baby formula shortage uh, fraud, basically. Here's another really great article by Gary D. Bennett. Um, uh, he, he, I like what he writes because it causes me to think and to wonder how close we truly are to the reality that he wants us to see. Because sometimes I think we're blind, you know, to, the, to what's really going on around us. And so his topic is baby formula shortage. This so-called shortage, by the way, puzzled me, Sam, when I first heard about it. It was like about a month ago or maybe two months ago. How could there be a shortage of formula? Why is it such a big deal? Well, Apparently, there are a lot of parents who buy baby formula. I didn't think, I don't think baby formula is any good in any situation, but a lot of people do. I think it's uh, more like eating Frosted Flakes for breakfast uh, every day. I don't think that does a baby any good to do that. It doesn't do a human any, any good to do that, but I, I think it probably destroys well, it depends more depends on what your goals are. Hold on. It depends <laughs> on what your goals are. If you want to create unhealthy babies so that you can take mm -hmm. over a nation, it works perfect, sir. Yeah, you're, you're, you're right about that. Uh, see, the very best baby formula is mother's breast milk, and uh, so you know. And so you have to ask the question: Why are so many mothers not nursing their children anymore? Well, some are not able to. I grant you that, but many are choosing to work, for example, instead of. And maybe they're forced to work because some, our, our country is stealing their money to. Yeah, to, so we can go to Ukraine. That's why. Yeah, there yeah, you go. See what I mean? Exactly. And uh, but, but breast milk really is the safest nutritional supplement a baby can consume, provides infants with a natural antibodies, vitamins, minerals, fats, proteins, uh, immune, in, it strengthens the baby's immune system. Everything is good about breast milk. Well, the next best thing, if, you, if, you, if, if, you're, if the mom can't uh, give her own milk, it would be another mother's milk. You know, mother, uh, you know, basically from a wet nurse. Now, this was really popular 100 years ago, but not so much today. <laughs> wet nursing ought to be uh, popular again in my book. But and it can't be because all the wet nurses are gone to work, so they can go ahead and help uh, fund Ukraine too, my friend. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> can't go to a wet nurse when you ain't got none there. Plus, everybody's encouraged to have no babies. White replacement's real as well, ladies and gentlemen. Hang tight, Lil Nelson, in seconds. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt 
and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Baby shortage, baby formula shortage fraud, Barry or Gary D. Barnett with an incredible article. Lil Nelson saying the best baby formula is breast milk. Why are so many mothers not nursing their children anymore? Now, I get, ladies and gentlemen, that we don't want to be insensitive. I realize that some women are not able to nurse and some women can't produce enough milk for their children. And there's a lot of modern day changes to our environment, and to our food and the chemicals. And, you know, things are tougher than they were. I get the need for baby formula. What I don't get, though, is that that's our go to. And if anybody promotes nursing or wet nurses or whatever, then people literally melt down uh, as if we're the enemy because we're proposing this natural God-ordained solution. Uh, then they attack us as if somehow we're the enemy. Uh, and can't we have a balance? But really, Gary points to a bigger picture than even the baby formula. And I, and I want to focus on this because I think it's really worthy of discussion. Here's what he said. How many planned scams and atrocities have to take place in full view? In order for Americans to actually do something to stop it. That's the bigger point that he brings up, Lowell. Yeah, you're exactly right. Because, four, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, two years ago, in June of 2020, it turns out that there were a number of billionaires that got together. Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and others just happened, Sam, just happened to invest in a startup artificial breast milk company that will produce formula from cultured human memory epithelial. They just happened to do this, Sam. Just happened to get together to form this company. How did these billionaires just happen to know that a baby formula shortage would occur this year? You know, that's like, you know, what, 18, 20 months into the future? How did they happen to know that a shortage would occur? Bear in mind, Sam, they invested in the startup two years ago. Do you think they had anything at all to do with the causes of the supply chain shortages for baby formula? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question that, that Gary Bennett is asking here. And, 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 and that's in the, the, it just, that question falls into the mosaic of these other questions about this totally fraudulent COVID pandemic um, where people were locked down and imprisoned in their own homes, instructed to wear dangerous masks and so forth, 
the controllers and the political class and other people printed out of thin air trains upon trains of fake dollars, plunging this country into the beginning of hyperinflation. Vital oil and energy supplies were purposely curtailed due to the false flag event called the Russian-Ukraine War, sending oil and gas prices to all-time highs. The same happened with agricultural and food stock prices, causing mass shortages and, in many cases, famine. So do you think that these were engineered shortages? Well, do you, you think? It's sort of like, duh. And, and, and who's there to benefit? Who's there to profit? From them. Who has the most agricultural land in the United States today, right? And who has the baby formula solution to the baby shortage crisis today? This baby formula crisis, Sam, is a scam. It was purposely created to advance other agendas. Do you think there's any shortage of formula in other countries? Well, I don't know, but I doubt it. Well, first off, hold on. First off, other countries are not near as dependent on formula because they do exactly what you started out with for the most part. Many of these poor countries use breast milk and wet nurses and all these kind of other things um, different. So is there formula in these other countries? Yes. Are they having the shortage that we are? No. And why are the illegals getting the formula when the American citizens are not? You bring that up and then they say uh, you believe in this race replacement theory idea and they attack you for being a racist just because you're wondering why formula is being distributed in a very strange manner to illegals above citizens and you know we go on and on and on with this discussion it's politically motivated it's an absolute scam and the question really becomes hey if these guys right meaning bill gates mark zuckerberg jeff bezos and others all getting together to create a formula company what's their real agenda with this is it to create their own formula company is it to change formula to be under their hand with chemicals and toxins and whatever in it? Okay. What is the agenda they want to advance with this is the real question we should be asking, Lowell. Yeah, and that's the question Gary did not ask in his article, which surprised me a little bit because usually he's spot on asking that question. But, you know, I believe that there's a distinct possibility that Bill Gates and his so-called scientists are probably lacing their formula with gene therapies designed to inoculate the, pre, the newborn population in a way that weakens or disables their immune system, making them forever dependent on big pharma for medicine. Or, Sam, it could be that they're lacing the formula with sterility drugs to help solve the world depopulation problem, right? Because Bill Gates, that's what he's known for. He's a eugenicist. He wants for example, to what, what is exactly cultured human memory epithelial? You know, you got to yeah, understand what really question. is that and what is in that. In other words, if they culture it and credit, do they add things to it? You know, they, they, they take white bread, for example, and they say, hey, it's, it's got, you know, it's, it's flour enriched this or that. Or, and so they take out bleach and do whatever they do. Then they put back these nutrients they think that you need, maybe in the right, not the right proportions for the body, etc. What does this really mean when we say this, the, you know, cultured human memory epithelial? And what is in addition to that? So we're playing games of science. We're playing God. And the children of our nation are in the crosshairs, is the point, Lowell. Great point, Sam. Uh, we've already, we, 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 in past shows, have talked about the gene-edited mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. They were released in the Florida Keys, like 2 million of them or something. And these gene-edited mosquitoes would mate with other mosquitoes and cause them to be sterile, so that they would prevent the reproduction of more 
mosquitoes. That was their that was their design, their scientific uh, experiment, basically. Well, Sam, if they can do it to mosquitoes, they can do it to humans. What better way to sterilize the population of the world than to you know, create this shortage of breast milk? And then and what they'll do the is they'll perpetrate the crime, Lowell, and on the back end they'll go, we didn't know this would happen. They're doing that yeah. with the COVID vaccines now. It turns out that the spike protein is literally uh, a bioweapon. And whether it's in the vaccines or in the COVID you know, itself, um, the bottom line is the spike protein goes into every single part of your body. It goes mm-hmm. through your blood-brain barrier. It goes into breast milk. It Okay, it, this is disaster. And they're saying on the back end, we didn't really realize this would be the case. We thought it would stay localized. So how many other issues will they then say, well, we're so sorry that our baby formula um, made a bunch of people sterile. We didn't mean to. We didn't realize. Well, it's too late. A dollar short now, then, right? So this is an absolute scam, ladies and gentlemen. It is disaster on steroids, and we better keep an eye on this ball. This is not just a simple shortage of Oh, goodness, people got COVID and couldn't make baby formula. Ladies and gentlemen, understand there is a distinct possibility of serious agenda here uh, manipulating uh, all of us, and we better beware. I'm telling you, nurse your children or find a way to get them nursed um, because, wow, this is who knows where this will really go. But remember, we're on it early. And do we have facts at this point? We don't because they only created this company two years ago. And they're not very transparent in what their ingredients are. Cultured human memory epiphilial. Man, that deserves research, doesn't it? Anyway, I digress. Speaking of women, what about Nashville, Tennessee report? Lowell goes to Nashville, Tennessee. Wanted to report on this as kind of the final topic of today. It's a switch gears a little bit, but it helps us end on a pretty good note, Lowell. <laughs> Well, pun intended, I'm sure they're welcome to Music City. Uh, my wife and I and some of her siblings went to, to Music City, USA uh, a few weeks ago. What a memorable experience. You know, it was a fun trip, and it's very much different from our normal things we discuss on this show, but it's worth talking about. The first bit of good news is we weren't required to wear face diapers on the airplane over there or back. That was different. That was good. We saw smiles again. We smiled at other people. <laughs> Seems the skies are friendly once again. I hope it remains that way. We went to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum there, you know, where uh, Willie Nelson, Kenny Rogers, Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Elvis Presley, Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, just several of the dozens and dozens and dozens of artists uh, featured there. You know, Sam, I had forgotten how much I enjoyed country music. Uh, since political activism basically occupies most of my spare time and has done in recent years. And so, you know, now instead of listening to music, I listen to podcasts and talk shows like this one. And uh, it was just fun to get out and listen to more music uh, than, than normal. And, and the one great learning thing experience I had was that my perspective on Dolly Parton changed. I, I have to admit, and uh, I sheepishly admit that, Prior to going to Nashville, I, I kind of thought of Dolly Parton as a busty singer with big hair and not to, be, not to be listened to, not to be heard from. You know, I basically turned her off in my mind. But I learned more about her life this trip. She was one of 12 children. Family grew up dirt poor, and, um, and, uh, but she was taught the ethics and morals from a very early age by her mom and by her grandpa. 
uh, she wrote and sang the song I Will Always Love You, which hit number one on the country music charts in 1974. It's also, Sam, the song that Whitney Houston made uh, more famous in the movie The Bodyguard. And, you know, when she got asked about Whitney's success, you know, did she envy Whitney? Dolly said, no, nah, she doesn't worry about that at all. So when she thinks of the millions of dollars in royalties that she's uh, put in the bank from it. <laughs> you know, and she also wrote the song Jolene in 1974, which also hit number one on the country music charts. She says that she met a fan named Jolene, loved the name Jolene, and promised to write a song about the name Jolene. And so she did that and enjoyed phenomenal success with it. Another song she wrote, Sam, was Coat of Many Colors, which is the real life story of her mother making her a coat of many small pieces of colored fabric, which, which uh, because they were dirt poor. And, her, and she was excited and proud to wear this, uh, this coat to, to, to school, but there she got ridiculed because, you know, people laughed at her because her family was so poor. Well, she later made that song so successful earn millions well it turns out that dolly gave all the royalties for that song to her mother and uh, dolly by the way married in 1966 and is still married to the same man they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary six years ago in 2016 and sam that is so rare in show business uh, to be married to the same person for five decades you just don't see that much anymore and so I tell you what, my perspective of Dolly has changed. I no longer look at her the same way I did my whole life. I'm I'm happy and proud to 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 be uh, yeah to be a fan now, Dolly Parton and her music. So <laughs> yeah. By the way, I'm know. I'm going to I'm going to Branson, Missouri here in a couple of weeks. And when I do, I'm going to the uh, Stampede show of Dolly Parton in Branson, Missouri. It's going to be epic. It's a dinner show, and we're going to check that out. And and you know again. One of the things that we realize, um, we need to learn to not judge others, even liberals and extremists, if not very careful. Um, you know, we can we can think that there are enemies and think that we have nothing in common. But, man, a woman that's been married to a, a sing, uh, the same man for 50-plus years uh, in America is rare indeed. And in show business, it's even more rare. The other thing Dolly's known for is she has a lot of philanthropy efforts that does a lot of good, speaking of four children. So contrast bill gates and dolly and you got a winner in dolly there's no doubt about it lol thank you so much sir we're flat out of time god bless you and godspeed for all you do including campaignforliberty.org thanks lol you're welcome sam bye now always doing a phenomenal job ladies and gentlemen i'm sam bushman this is the one and only liberty roundtable live libertyroundtable.com lovingliberty.net donate liberally would you please and we declare this nation shall endure God save the Republic of the United States of America. Dr. Bradley, coming up. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. 
This is the broadcast for May 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two in the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place to help us stay in control of our government. It is the peaceful solution we have at our fingertips right now. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And good news, Dr. Scott Bradley's in the house. His lifelong goal and collegiate series to match to preserve the nation, available now at freedomsrisingsun.com. Also, his incredible webinars and a whole lot more available there as well. freedomsrisingsun.com. And it's a beautiful morning, Dr. Bradley. Welcome, sir. It is a beautiful, indeed, a beautiful spring morning. I would say it's way below normal temperatures at this time but uh it's all part of global warming sir you just don't well, realize i know it. it is i know i mean we're uh, we're so upside down and backwards in my community it was down around freezing last night at my place and uh, of course we all ought to be getting our sunscreen out because it's going to be a hot summer based on global warming you know but wow it's, it's don't, don't believe what day. you see or you feel or anything else just believe what they're telling you, ladies and gentlemen. Deny all reality. Ah, <laughs> oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's just amazing what we face. Biden, whacked out crazy loco Joe. Everybody should be concerned about monkeypox. Public officials believe that case numbers will soon increase. Uh, and they say, though only occasionally fatal, the speed at which the monkeypox virus is spreading has now raised fears of another pandemic. The CDC says there is no proven safe treatment for monkeypox. So Joe's saying get worried. Doctor, your thoughts and then mine. Well, certainly. Uh, I mean, no ain't it awful. We spread these things as far and wide as we can. Uh, we'll have to say this. Uh, Sleepy Joe has purchased 13 million doses of something that's probably not effective because of what he's saying, but but he claims it's kind of a vaccine. It cost $119 million of American taxpayers' dollars. He has also taken an option on another $180 million worth. It's interesting that this uh, so-called, well, I don't know what we can call it, actually. It's just the latest in a whole line of things we'll be suffering from. But it is a... Um, rare and it's a it's rarely fatal too in fact what it normally is 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 a kind of a bumpy rash with um, with a fever and very isolated and by the way one of the studies out of the UK says that if not everyone I mean I would say it's so close to you'd have to say virtually everyone that has obtained it outside of Africa at this point is a gay male uh, so the activities that they involve themselves in, since this is a uh, show that might be listened to by young children, we have to recognize that this is probably something that uh, most human beings on this planet would never, ever face. But what they're trying to do is create another, oh, ain't it awful, we all got to panic, drag out the shutdowns, the masks, the the warp speed stuff, the issues in regards to economic challenges. We're going to reset this, everything in the world. And if we're fool enough to take this one again, I, I mean, I'm utterly, absolutely, completely astonished 
at what what America has become. Uh, you know, I think it was Norman Vincent Peale here about almost 50 years ago said, um, you know, 200 years ago, Americans roared like lions for liberty, and now we bleat like sheep for security. And I, I think that's really where we're and going. Safety. If it's not this, it'll be something else. Yeah, we're going to be... We're going to see this. They they found such a success with the uh, lies, lies, and more darned lies that they played on us for the last two years. Religion, religious liberty was shut down. Our economic engine was shut down. Families were destroyed. Uh, lives were destroyed. Uh, businesses were destroyed. We had despair and and. Uh, Depression settled in. Drug sales went way up. Alcohol sales went way up. I mean, oh my goodness, every engine they're trying to feed with this just thrived. And and I think about, and I, this is a tragic travesty, that, and I, I know it's a side trip if we took it, but, but if you look at what applied socialism is, the poster child for that would be the Native American reservation system. It is socialism applied with the strongest arm we've had it in America. And all of the ended awfuls are on the top. Alcoholism, child abuse, spouse abuse, murder, suicide, um, teen pregnancies, unwed teen pregnancies, all of these Sicknesses, kind of things. Sicknesses, ill health, the list goes on and on and Economics, on. it does. But that's what is being implemented. And Extreme if you, poverty, too. Poverty like most Americans haven't even seen, by the way. No, there's no question about that. I've spent some time on Native American reservations and, and also up in the reserves in Canada. And uh, and it's it's an absolute tragedy. A, a once proud people, a people with a, an amazing heritage, a heritage that uh, probably less than 1% of Americans have any idea about the depth and breadth of the cultures. And... Uh, I, I mean, oh, man, I could tell you stories about warriors, and I'm not talking about just bow and arrow kind of stuff. We're talking about, you know, in, in brilliant strategies and tactics in warfare, things that would absolutely shock most Americans because there has been a concerted effort to prevent that from coming forth in America. Love to do a show sometime on that maybe, but maybe that's not the format in this show to do it. But... The fact of the matter is, oh, it's I brought for me. It would be a great show to do. It maybe would, and it's a far cry. What happened to these peoples is a far cry from what the American founding fathers intended the relationship of the United States of America to be with the Native Americans. But what you had was may, a few rogue agents that were hate-filled that that you know moved the narrative forward for an agenda. A lot of people tried to stop it, but influential people with plenty of money and plenty of <clears throat> backing by. Uh, evil or what really caused a lot of what's happened in America. You know, we look back at history and think that that was the masses. It was not the masses. It was not the majority. It was not the way of life. It was not the expectation. It was not the desire of most. It was the extreme off the rails of the few lording over the many and and creating these negative narratives that America now uh, has to live with. Well, the problem is, and that's what they're, this is just a replay of the same kind of concept with this pandemic nonsense that's going on. You get a few well-placed media uh, influencers and, and institutions and political pundits and yada, yada, yada. Uh, and medical, Institute. quote, professionals and et cetera, right? 
well, gotta have the professionals why. in there because otherwise, that way they claim the professionals know and you don't. See, that's why you have to shut up. That, that's absolutely correct, and and we could talk at length about the Smithsonian Institute and how they completely destroyed the Native American culture and and completely voided that in in America. But we could talk about medical doctors. Let's go back to World War II, Nazi Germany. The highest percentage of a given profession which joined the Nazi party was medical doctors. And there's some interesting, um, I guess we could call it white papers out there nowadays that are examining that and how the medical profession has been co-opted in the past to do horrific things. I mean, things that were overseen by physicians in the um, concentration camps where they did medical experimentation, horrific things. And a out of that came the Nuremberg trials, of course, and and uh, Mengels and all those uh, complete diabolical And out monsters. of that, now they don't do isolated groups of people uh, in secret to be reported on. They just do the whole globe as their uh, guinea pigs now, and that way there's no secrets. It's just in your face, and it's just holistic, and it's crazy as can be. But back to this monkeypox thing. I don't think monkeypox in and of itself is a big concern. As you mentioned, it primarily attacks gay men, uh, kind of like uh, AIDS did in the beginning. Uh, at least that's what we are told. Uh, I know the AIDS story is massively different now that we kind of look back at it. But here's my fear. There's a lot of viruses in the world, millions of them. And and part of it is the um, the yin and the yang or the positive and the negative and the balance of the world. A lot of it, uh, you know, we get these viruses that come out and then our body develops immunity to it. And because of that, it keeps our bodies strong. Uh, and, and fighting those viruses is a, is a consistent thing that our body does by nature. And most viruses don't get out of control because our bodies develop an immunity and fight it off and do all these things. And, and that's great. However, I'm convinced evil men in the eugenics movement today uh, are literally taking these viruses that the body can deal with and they are manipulating them. They are bringing them into the lab and then they are um, weaponizing these viruses. And since there's no known cure for the monkeypox, you kind of wonder, do we have a different monkeypox than used to be that we had no fear of uh, that Joe's warning about is monkeypox or what will be the next? I believe that COVID was nothing but a shot heard around the world to say, look, here's the trial run. The real ones are coming. Now, I don't know if it's monkeypox or not, but imagine a monkeypox that was monkeypox 2.0, 3.0, whatever the number be. Uh, and it was monkeypox man-made manipulation to where there's no cure for it now but yet hey we've made it way more viral way more deadly and uh because of that you don't have to be a gay person to get it now or whatever it's not related to that kind of activity which i won't go into uh but we and what if maybe in america we don't get hit this time it's not the shot across the bow for us but what if they're really intending to get rid of millions of people in the world in third world nations with this one and we stand by and watch in horror because of the man-made bioweapon. Let's talk about it with Dr. Bradley in seconds. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements in fact. 
TheEpicTimes.com. We at Freedom Factor have a passion for our shared American heritage and want to help restore some of that American pride by emphasizing the documents that made us Americans. Our goal is to put pocket constitutions into the hands of every American and in every school. This effort requires your help. Order your pocket constitutions and browse our website at freedomfactor.org to learn how you can help spread the message of freedom. Read it, know it, share it. Freedomfactor.org. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, so I'm saying, you know what? The monkey virus might not be a big deal in its normal state, ladies and gentlemen. But what if they buy a weapon uh, manipulated in the lab and now it's a new monkey virus? <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I don't know if it'll really be a big problem in America. I know they want to try to roll out, um, what is it, smallpox or something vaccine for it? Is it smallpox? Anyway, yeah, smallpox is said to I think have so. some effect on it. Okay, Most and they Americans say it'll have some effect. received it. And most Americans already have it or whatever. but I, but So yeah. maybe it won't be a big problem in America. Maybe it's not a big bullet for us to dodge. But what if it kills millions in third world countries and it's all basically a manipulated bioengineered uh, weapon? The reason I say that is most of these um, real sicknesses that are gallivanting the globe, it's their tampering in the labs that are creating this. It's their you know genetic manipulation. It's their gene therapies. It's their eugenics agenda here to monkey down the rest of the population, but yet let themselves live forever and create two classes of people, if you will. Uh, So I'm not necessarily afraid of the monkey virus as it currently stands, but you never know what they'll do with this, doctor. Well, let's just spend a minute or two on eugenics. A lot of people maybe have not really been down that rabbit hole. Eugenics is basically uh, the idea of breeding all undesirables out of the human race, of breeding a super race, if you will, uh, it's it's not something just new in the 20th century, although some very ugly examples can be given of what's happened in the 20th century. And, you know, I don't know when it really started, but I know Plato and his cronies. I mean, by the way, the Founding Fathers had a very mm, distasteful view of Plato. So, I mean, you know, let's not give him too much credit for anything. But the fact of the matter is the idea of uh, breeding out the undesirable um, using uh, kind of like breeding cattle in a lot of ways, bringing the, the traits in that you want. Of course, the, at the end of the 19th century, there was uh, a big movement in England for it. You would be shocked, Sam, at some of the big names that you probably have heard. I mean, I know you've heard of them, but many people throughout the world hold them in some of the greatest of awe for their um, 
shall we say, their magnificence and brilliance. These are eugenicists, and uh, Hitler picked up on it, as you well know. But this, a lot of this stuff came in, in the United States. The United Kingdom wasn't alone in it. Canada, Australia, a lot of the Western countries did. And, um, and, and what you're talking about is not a new movement. It is something that the, those that think they're the highest and most noble uh, think that they, they can kind of tweak. You know, the World Economic Forum thinks they can do this for all of society, for example. But the fact of the matter is we, we have people in high places and have had for more than a century of, of this idea of breeding out the undesirables. I mean, sterilization, forced sterilization, the idea of mass murder, for example, uh, using IQ tests and, and getting rid of people that are just not quite right, uh, whether they don't fit the socioeconomic or whatever. The uh, Planned Parenthood movement began with eugenics. Uh, the idea of uh, breeding out of the United States the, the black population. All of this stuff, it's, it's, a, it's scientific racism, if you want to think of it that way, in so many ways. I mean, whether it's Jews or blacks or, or gypsies or, or somebody from some other country or, or ethnic origins. And, and so this kind of thing, you, you, you mentioned eugenics. It's a, it is a lot bigger issue. And for people to have never heard of it is a little bit tragic. That's why I wanted to spend just a moment on it when you brought the subject up. Amen. Yes. One of the one of the things to note too about this is they want to create a master race. There's no question, and they want to either get rid of those who aren't along or those who they don't include, or they want to dumb them down so they can be controlled. They don't care which. They'd prefer the death plan for uh, most of us, but uh, they realize they can't just mass kill everybody and get away with it right now, at least. Uh, and so that what they want to do is dumb the rest of us down, and that's the monkey virus. You know what the monkey virus might be is everybody gets this mild, mild sickness, but yet it affects your brain, it affects your, um, you know, your gender, it affects your all, all these different things to where, hey, maybe there's gender manipulation in there. Maybe there's a decrease in your uh, IQ and intelligence uh, related to this one. That, that they uh, disrupt the synapses in the brain. You know, I don't know where they're going with this, but I have a feeling that this isn't just your standard monkey virus to laugh at. Uh, when Joe literally tells the nation, beware of this, and there's only one person in America that has it, uh, but yet they're saying, hey, it's going to increase, and there's no known cure, by the way. They're setting the stage, and whether this one will be the one that takes off or not, I don't know, doctor, uh, but I'm telling you right now, they ain't done with using these man-made bioweapon viruses uh, to manipulate the world. I'll tell you that right now, whether it's to kill us or whether it's just to manipulate us into a slavery scenario, I don't know, but I know this. They're not done with it. I can promise you that. Yeah, they had such a magnificent, I mean, I believe they were dancing in the streets, so to speak, when it came to how completely effective this last, utterly, completely, totally unnecessary shenanigan we went through. And and you talk about, oh, one, people, one person's got it. I don't know, there may be 13, there may be 50. I don't know how many people have anything. But as you point out, there are, Millions of viruses are God-given um, system that we have to uh, care for us in being able to address any issues that come out health-wise. The whole thing is a system, and and God created a, a magnificent way for all of us to respond to any of the things that we ne needed to develop immunities to. Ultimately, we end up being stronger for it, 
And I believe that uh, you're absolutely correct, whether this is the one or not. It, but it's interesting to me. You, ma you mentioned one person. Well, in Utah, our governor, our illustrious, uh, magnificent, if you don't get the tongue-in-cheek sarcasm, dripping with sarcasm statements, you ought to listen more carefully. Our governor declared a state of emergency about 10 days before the first, the first uh, attributable death to COVID was back in spring of 2020. People understand this. There had not been one attributable death. Now, I don't believe that death was, was appropriately attributed because of morbidities that were involved in that particular situation, but an entire state was put under an emergency. And what came out of that? Billions upon billions of federal dollars were siphoned into this state in order to be able to take advantage of the declared emergency. So all of this, follow the money, people, follow the money. And there's, there's an undertow of political destructiveness. There's, uh, again, I mentioned uh, the uh, World Economic Forum a minute ago. They really, truly want to reset the entire world economy. And, and uh, if you go to their uh, uh, COVID um, website, you would probably, maybe you wouldn't, Sam, but most people would be utterly shocked that they have a great reset website under the World Economic Forum where they, they believe they proved through the COVID-19 response that they can reset our economic and social foundations through this manner. Now, you need to understand that the Carnegie Foundation back at, oh, it was more than 100 years ago, was looking for the way to reset the values, attitudes, and beliefs, the mores, what made a nation a nation, reset the nation's mores. What, what allowed that reset to happen most quickly and most permanently? What they discovered then, it was war. Now, they implemented that with World War I, and uh, the, they had to have the United States in that. They didn't want us to end the war too soon because they needed to reset our values, attitudes, and beliefs. Look at what happened to our economy. Look at what happened to our families. Look at what happened uh, with the effort to bring on a global government. Now, right now, they're dinking around with a great reset, and the World Economic Forum is open about this, resetting our economic and social foundations through these means that are out there. And they found it to be extremely successful on a global basis over the last two years. You think nobody in their right mind should think that they're ready to set down that tool right now and move on to something else. They're just tweaking it now. So, yeah. Amen. And speaking of the World Economic Forum, ladies and gentlemen, the World Economic Forum is pleased to announce that it will hold its annual meeting 2022 in Dovos, Switzerland, ladies and gentlemen, from Sunday 22nd to Thursday the 26th. That's this week right now. And they have a theme called Working Together, ladies and gentlemen. Let's dig into this. The small ski town in Davos, high in the Swiss Alps, has heightened security measures in place during the world meeting of the World's Economic Forum. Uh, this is a scenario where armed guards are perched on top of hotel rooftops while world leaders and, quote, business executives sip champagne below. Ladies and gentlemen, everything that Dabo stands for, globalization, liberalism, they say free market capitalism, 
but I say that's a lie. Representative democracy, which we stand against, seems to be under assault. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I say we're against representative democracy, I'll explain why. Because in a way you would say, well, isn't that what we're for, Sam? Not their kind of representative democracy. The Founding Fathers kind, yes. Not the same. Hang tight. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden said during a visit to Japan that American forces would be sent to defend Taiwan if Chinese forces attack the self-governing island. Yes. You are. That's the commitment we made. Southern Baptist Convention leaders mishandled sexual abuse claims and survivors were met time and time again with resistance, stonewalling, and even outright hostility for the last 22 years. That's according to a new report in Sunday's New York Times. Senator Chris Van Hollen, the Democrat from Maryland, was discharged from the hospital Saturday, a week after he suffered a minor stroke. Disgraced actor Bill Cosby is facing another trial beginning this week in Los Angeles, California, over accusations that he sexually assaulted a teenage girl in the 1970s. Jury selection in the civil case is likely to start Tuesday. Opening arguments are expected to begin June 1st. USA Radio News. Wendy Bell here for my friends at Swiss America. Did you know the U.S. Constitution authorizes only two forms of legitimate money, gold and silver? That's right. But our government abandoned gold and silver a half century ago. Meanwhile, gold and silver prices have rocketed in recent years due to growing economic uncertainty. So to help my listeners, Swiss America has a very special offer today. Silver walking liberty half dollars at the amazing low price of $12.50 each delivered. You heard me right, $12.50. Call now to reserve your silver coins at 800-630-1490. That's 800-630-1490. Silver walking Liberty half dollars for just $12.50 each delivered while supplies last. Put a silver lining in your financial portfolio now by calling 800-630-1490. 800-630-1490. Most Americans want President Trump's Title 42 policy to remain in place. More than half of Americans want to keep Title 42 in place. That's according to a new Politico Harvard poll. Data shows 55% want to keep the Trump-era public health policy that blocks illegal immigrants from seeking asylum at the border during the pandemic. The Biden administration had plans to lift the restriction on Monday until a federal judge said they could not. The data was split along party lines. Over 80% of Republicans opposed the decision to reverse Title 42. That is Tim Berg reporting. 27 people suffered minor injury Sunday after a bus crashed and rolled on I-95 north of Baltimore. The crash occurred near Kingsville, Maryland. The vehicle was operated by Megabus and was carrying 47 people. 15 of the 27 people injured were taken to local hospitals. No other vehicles were involved. USA Radio News. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about the World Economic Forum. It's happening in Davos now, Sunday the 22nd through Thursday the 26th. You got heightened security. You got uh, snipers on rooftops, and you got the elite sipping champagne below. Ladies and gentlemen, for the past half century, Klaus Schwab 
the founder of the World Economic Forum, has extolled the virtues of an interconnected world, one where the, quote, free flow of goods, services, people, and ideas would lead to shared prosperity and peace. They say it was an idealistic vision that endured in spite of, quote, global unrest and other troubles. It found adherence in accordance of power from California to Washington, D.C., from Brussels to Singapore and beyond, ladies and gentlemen. This is a global venue for the elites to meet and plan the next steps. It's really, in my opinion, a shadow government. Dr. Bradley? Well, um, the World Economic Forum was started in 1971 by Klaus Schwab. He's an 84-year-old. Now he's an 84-year-old engineer and economist. Uh, He's a uh, Keynesian engineer. I mean, Keynesian economist, I guess we might say, uh, that uh, harkens back to the uh, uh, socialist philosophies of uh, that economy, not not free market truly uh, the kind of market America was founded on. But basically what they're looking to do, it, this thing that's happening in Switzerland right now is is a meeting of the, the rich, famous, and beautiful, I guess you could say. These people that think they're a cut above all the rest of us. You know, you talk about eugenics, they've already made it. Uh, but they're proposing a global world that's managed by a self-selected coalition. See, these people are going to say, pick me, pick me. No, they're not saying pick me. They're saying I picked myself. It's multinational corporations, it's governments, including the United Nations, and some selected civil society organizations. They call them CSOs. And I have done a review of every one of their publicly recognized partners. Okay, Now, I believe there are partners that are behind the curtains, if you will, too, as there almost always is. But they have a, a large group of, of uh, people, organizations, that are involved in in their organization. And it's interesting to me as I look through it, the, just uh, Sam and I are in Utah. Uh, the, the most prominent corporation that I could find that's totally Utah-based is Intermountain Healthcare. Now tie that into what's been happening with the healthcare issues that are going on throughout the world. But, but there, I mean, selected partners, you could say, Think of all the big pharma companies, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson Johnson, Bayer, AstraZeneca. And then you've got uh, the, all the large economic uh, engines, you know, the, uh, uh, the big money houses, if you will. The New York Times are there, the uh, Time, and think about NBC, think about the large food companies. Uh, well, and the, the, and the new media people like Bill Gates being in the media, controlling Bill tons Gates, of land. Like Jeff Bezos, all these Elon Musk, all these socialist controllers with big money in the private sector, n- n- not near the scrutiny that you might normally see because it's quote private, uh, but they're having a huge impact on the agenda being foisted on the world. Bill and Melinda Gates are perhaps the most prominent of the uh, strategic partners that are mentioned in the World Economic Forum. Now, I be- now you can go to their website, go through, look at all of them. I mean, don't have to believe me on this. But look at all the movers and shakers that are in there. And uh, by the way, Ukraine has a huge footprint in this. I mean, these things, I can't make these up, people. 
these things are are out there and verifiable but i do believe that there's also a uh, a hidden side to them that that perhaps there are some institutions that did not want their uh, face and name associated with it because they are uh, facilitating from the background and they'll just help pick up the spoils when the time comes but the fact of the matter is is these guys consider themselves to be the future of the world and, and they want it to be a global government they want to reset it they want to run things uh, here's here's a statement from uh, uh, their uh, great reset website to achieve a better outcome the world must act jointly and swiftly to revamp all aspects of our societies and economies people all aspects it's encompassing I'm going on with their statement from education to social contracts and working conditions every country from the United States to China must participate must guys this is an imperative going back and every industry from oil and gas to tech must be transformed in short we need a great reset of capitalism people the way they're going to reset this capitalism is in a Marxist slant now you, you understand that a, a public-private partnership is fascist in its economy that's that's the kind of stuff that Hitler and Mussolini were for now fascism is a form of socialism socialism has many different flavors they're all poison Marxism is just one form and flavor of socialism and in fact if you read Orwell's 1984 Orwell was a was a socialist and Orwell felt like all the other socialist flavors were he, he mocked them in 1984 some of these utopian dystopian I guess I should call them societies that are written about from you know the Lord of the Flies and, and all these other weird things all this Huxley stuff all these dystopian societies have a flavor from which they they come Marx wrote in his manifesto that that his flavor of socialism was the purest and best form they're all just a bunch of gangs that are trying to take over and be the the chief cook and bottle washer of the whole world but these guys at the World Economic Forum have all the rich and famous the beautiful uh, people of the world in their own minds my wife calls them stinky people because they are just stinky people people make stupid decisions with their lives all the time and we're going to turn our world over to these people that have a propensity to make stupid decisions with their own lives and then they want to lord over all of us these are just people and these people think they're a cut above of all of us and it's it's just astonishing to me at who is associated with themselves with this like i say it's we have corporations around the world that have signed up for their flavor of of global governance and it's astonishing to me how they're how they're kind of meeting in the glitz and glitter with the snipers on the rooftops to make sure nobody interferes with their planning and and really and truly it's a coup d'etat in fact if you really want to know what they're saying right from their website they call it a silent global coup d'etat to capture governance now this is the stuff that tin horn dictators do in Central America South America well all over the world really but these people want to take control and it's a silent silent global coup d'etat quoting from their meeting and, and this if people understood they're hiding in plain sight 
in front of all of us right now. And we bow and scrape and think, oh, man. Somebody asked me the other day, <laughs> it's funny, the price of a ticket to go to this place and participate. Of course, getting there costs tens of thousands of dollars because you all go on private jets. I couldn't afford that. But I was asked if I wanted a ticket to go. And, and a, 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 a ticket to get you into the main events is $28,000. To the whole thing is like $65,000 to hi all the behind-the-scenes dinners and fedding and everything like that. And, and it's like, don't you want to go and see what they're doing? I mean, this is, you can buy your way into this inside inner circle and, and have a say with how they're going to govern us. This is satanic in its origins. You know, God wants us to be free. I'm absolutely convinced of that. And this group run by Klaus Schwab is one of his instruments, his minions today to do it. Now, of course, there's a lot of minions today. Uh, evil has a lot of friends. But this is one of them. And they're meeting right now, even as we speak, Sam. Yes, they are, my friend. And it's not looking good for us. I'll tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, crazy what they're doing, um, I might say. I look at this and I say, look, they don't give you the details of what they meet about unless you research. It's available if you study. But most people don't understand what they even meet about. But they make no bones. They, they highlight this thing big time uh, all the time. In other words, everywhere in the news is like, hey, they're having the big Davos meeting. And, but nobody seems to think much about it. But do you know what they're going to be talking about in Davos this week? Do you know what the big three top issues are? Let's hear them. We all ought to be interested. All right. There's three main things on the table for Davos this year. They say it's the first time they met since the pan pandemic. And so they really got to get after it. Now they got to take on these issues. There's three of them. I'll make you wait till after the break till I tell you what they are. And then we'll talk about them in detail with Dr. Scott Bradley on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. We reject globalism. We stand for God, family, and country. And we stand for the United States of America, a blessed nation, a light on a hill. And we are followers of the Prince of Peace. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier. And this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present day church. Rather, it is for the end time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
you are a racist. Your mom is a racist. Your dad is a racist. And your entire family is racist. And you should all be punished. That's what Governor Brad Little thinks about you. So much so that he took $30 million of taxpayers' money to force critical race theory down the throats of school children, even though the Idaho legislature voted against it. This is the doctrine that teaches your children that just because they are white, they are racist. Yes, your governor, good old Brad Little, violated the constitutional law and did this while you weren't watching. Why is Governor Brad Little paying to promote radical leftist doctrine loved by Democrats like Boise Mayor McLean and sleepy Joe Biden? This is Ammon Bundy, and we need to completely reject critical race theory in Idaho. Paid for by Ammon Bundy for governor. VoteBundy.com. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking to Dr. Scott Bradley about the small ski town of Davos. High in the Swiss Alps, where you got snipers on roofs to create security. While the elite sip wine beneath, ladies and gentlemen. For the past half century, Klaus Schwab and others have this, quote, World Economic Forum where unique people meet together. Some of them are in government, but most of them are not. It's almost like a shadow government, judge, jury, and executioner planning what's going to happen over the next several years, planning what they want to happen. The annual meeting this time has three things on the table in Davos for discussion. You ready? Climate change is at the top of the list. They believe that COVID was the, you know, pre-runner, if you will. Climate change will be slowly but surely, relentlessly, gently, forcefully, all the words you can think of, implemented over time, creating a noose around the American people's necks. Climate change, if you're against it, they've already discussed arresting you, okay, as a dissenter, as a purveyor of disinformation. The second one is the Russia-Ukraine war, okay? And I would submit to you that it's partly the Russia-Ukraine war, but it's partly bigger than that in the sense that, as Dr. Bradley wisely warned, the way the eugenicists and the way others control countries is through war. So they're calling it right now the Ukraine-Russia war, but really it's climate change, Russia-Ukraine war, and the third one is cryptocurrencies, ladies and gentlemen. Because of cryptocurrencies, they've lost a little bit of mojo in terms of their control of economies. Russia, through uh, these currencies, is allowed to continue. In other words, anything outside of their money control system uh, has got to be stopped, got to be targeted, got to be focused on. Otherwise, their global tyranny cannot materialize as they hope. So these three things, uh, climate change, war, and money, are at the top of their list, doctor. Well, and it's easy to see how absolutely universal those topics are in terms of of the impact that they'll have. If you talk about climate, it's everything. It's the air we breathe, the water we drink, the food we do, how we do our business, all of that stuff. War, as I talked about, the Carnegie Foundation had had promoted the idea to change the, the mores of nations through war. And the money thing, a lot of people, money, what the heck, money? And it's interesting, if people are not economically free, 
Uh, for example, if you don't have ownership and control of private property, you can't truly be free. And and uh, the founding fathers talked about this. There's a couple of uh, references by Hamilton in the Federalist Papers about a control over a man's subsistence is a control over the man. And uh, that's that's a well-understood fact that's been hundreds of years well-understood. The Marxists yeah, are doing Yeah, sadly, it. Hamilton Marxists. pushed for it, even though he understood that. Well, the problem is that he was, I mean, okay, he he narrowly focused the area he was talking on, and yet Hamilton had a lot to do with the destruction of the free, freedom in, in this nation in terms of the economics. But be that as it may, uh, tyrants of all ilks and flavors have known this down through the ages. When Pancho Villa and his buddies were, they, they're communists, by the way, down in Mexico, were uh, running around the countryside. They wanted to control the economy so they could control the people. Uh, s some of the regions of Mexico were very, very blessed with uh, high-content uh, silver ore. And he, he took control of the mines and blasted them shut so the people could not be masters of their own destiny. And this cryptocurrency stuff, what, what they've got is a, uh, a little leak, if you will, in their bucket where the uh, world uh, bankers and so on, I mean, the G20, by the way, we could talk about them at some length, this uh, economic powerhouse of the 20 most uh, richest nations, um, uh, G20 wants to control things. And what they have is a fiat-type currency. It's, a, it's money by declaration. We, we call it money. You've got to use it as money and so on and so forth. The, the U.S. monetary system right now is a fiat system wasn't designed that way by the American founders, and uh, they wrote it into the Constitution and so on, that it was gold and silver and all that kind of stuff. But what's happened is we have had a cabal of people, the Keynesians, if you will, um, even Utah was very heavily involved in that with Spencer, not Spencer, uh, Mariner Eccles and his efforts at the, at the uh, Fed and, and the efforts to basically take control of the entire economy through fiat money. If you run the printing presses and you're the only access to that, you run the economy. If, and, and these guys at Davos are pretty worried that maybe there's some other noise out there in these cryptocurrencies. Now, I'm not a cryptocurrency guy. I really truly believe that they will be ultimately manipulated and destroyed every bit as much. And, and there's a lot of that going on in America right now. The way the IRS is treating people's trades in cryptocurrency right now is is a precursor, I believe, and a foreshadowing of of how the control will be brought about. Uh, those that I know that are into the cryptocurrencies are finding that they're under the microscope, if you will, with the with the IRS. But but the point of the matter is, they want to control, and if you've got economic control, if you've got a control of the the everything you eat, drink, breathe, and sleep about with the with the uh, uh, climate and and if you can control the the world status through violence using war which is basically what this is is a gang war in in the Ukraine uh, two gangs the oligarchs of Ukraine and the oligarchs of Russia and, and and you know you say whoa 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 uh do we have a dog in this fight no we don't it's only how we've injected ourselves but you can see how that would those topics would be central to these guys meeting with the World Economic Forum. And they can play all of the want into this thing. Think about this for a second, Sam. 
Think about this. If they can say, we'll shut down religion, we'll shut down economy, we'll shut down families, everything because of a germ, a germ that we've had germs for as long as there's been humanity on the earth. We've had our uh, immune systems deal with them. And, and it's, but they shut down everything because of that. Well, the, the climate is absolutely is all-encompassing. Oh, or we could have a, an emergency because of firearms. Or we could have an emergency. You pick any subject you want. We could have an emergency over. And if they can control us based upon declaring emergencies, do you think they're going to let go of that? Absolutely not. We're fools to allow this to continue to work this way. We've got to sit up and take notice. And the people have got to quit being complacent and complicit. Eternal vigilance is the way we're going to preserve our liberty, and we have not been vigilant. We've and let's be very more. clear, though. They're, the leaders of the World Economic Forum are still afraid of us because they know if we get wind of what they're doing, we can put a stop to it by our greater numbers, uh, and especially in America by the proper role of limited government using the checks and balances. Uh, they know we could do that, and they're afraid of us. That's why they meet uh, you know, atop this place where they've got this massive security um, that's why they do the things they do, because they know if they meet outside of the United States, the greatest country on the face of the earth, that's their main target goal is to down the United States. The rest of the world is easy to take over uh, if the United States falls. They know this. They meet outside of it, so we don't have any scrutiny. But look, there's not enough people of the world alarmed by this, bringing this up, focusing on it, demanding accountability, transparency, demanding a halt to their agenda and their con games and, and things. Um, we the people need to stand up. But climate change? War and money. Now think about if they control those three things, what they don't control. Is there anything that won't be on the table? I think if you take the econ the um, uh, climate change, you take war, uh, and you take money. I don't think there's anything that won't be touched by that in some way. Not a single item, Doctor Bradley. Well, here's the deal. I mean, and this is the honest fact. And you can take this as broad as you want, whether it's the all of these scare tactics going on about the World Health Organization taking over our health care with their new rules and all that kind of stuff. They have zero authority to do that. There is nothing whatsoever in any universe that would say that whether it's these guys in the World Economic Forum or the World Health Organization or whomever it is to take over our nation. Our the only authority they have is when we do nothing, they assert the authority, and if we don't stop them or challenge them, they have it by hook or by crook, not by when reality. They, when we act like they do, that gives them the only power they have. And when we have buffoons in leadership positions in this nation, which there's a great plethora of those, we will soon be saying, oh, bow down to this world group. These guys, they have set the stage. We must conform. No, we don't. And we have decades, centuries of historical precedent that we can look back at. The whole premise of the Declaration of Independence, the United States Constitution, our Bill of Rights, everything is the sovereignty of this nation. And the Westphalian Treaty of 1648 recognized that all nations are sovereign within their own boundaries. No other supranational organization has any authority to interfere or to in any way influence that. And we the people are who this was created for by God and, and his wisdom at great cost. 
And if we don't understand the strength of our position and we begin to act as if they have that power, we're basically granting, delegating, uh, we're abrogating everything to Transferring. them. Transferring. We are because we are no longer a people that understands the power of our position. We have that power. And, and for Sleepy Joe or Kamala or somebody in the Senate or the House or somebody in the Supreme Court, it doesn't matter. Those people are, as my wife says, stinky people. They make all sorts of bad, stupid decisions. And to think that we must kowtow to them is an utter, complete, and total abrogation of what God created us to be. We need to get out of that mode. And whatever happens at this World Economic Forum or the G20 alignment things or the United Nations or the Council on Foreign Relations or NATO or something in, in, in Iraq or something in Ukraine, all of these things are completely powerless to have influence over us. Nobody can take away our Second Amendment rights. We the people have that right. And, and, and you, look at, you look at what the Second Amendment says. Does Congress have the authority to do that. It says the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It doesn't, Congress can't do it. You look at the First Amendment where it talks and about. And it's a misnomer, it's a misnomer to think that the states can do it too. A lot of people believe the Bill of Rights is. doesn't apply to the states. It's a misnomer to believe that as well. Well, it is, and in fact, most states, in fact, if you had my book, we could take it open and look at it at how many states have an absolute guarantee of the right to keep bare arms and for the, for pr the purposes stated and so on. This, there, the, most state constitutions have that in it too. But you look at the, uh, this religious liberty. Congress shall make no law about the religious liberty. Forget it, folks. We you, need to stand together and assert that. ourselves while we have a chance, ladies and gentlemen. They're taking away our liberties one by one, and the more we allow them to take away, the harder it is for us to assert ourselves uh, because they mean war. They mean to use money and the economy and climate, God's climate, I might add, against us. Beware. Stand with God, family, and country. Turn to God Almighty. Turn to your family. Prepare. Get involved. Make a difference. You can help us win. After all, we declare this nation shall endure. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net, God save the Republic of the United States of America.